Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. You can sing for us today? Well, this particular translation is not set to meter oh. like the one yesterday, so okay. I... I don't think I could. Although I heard, have you ever heard it said that you can sing anything to the tune of uh, Gilligan's Island? But I've heard that. I don't think it's true, but yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. And then I've also heard you could do just about anything to the tune of Yellow Submarine. Probably pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So maybe one of these days. Uh, but uh, it, again, if you would like to hear Edwin sing more psalms, you need to send your request <laughs> to text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Yeah, not likely. But go ahead, keep going. Maybe you you'll honor the first hundred requests that come in. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Go ahead and read Psalm All 81. Right, so I've got Psalm 81 here. I am going to be reading today from the Robert Alter translation, the Hebrew Bible translation with commentary by Robert Alter. Psalm 81. For the lead player on the Gittith for Asaph. Sing gladly to God our strength. Shout out to the God of Jacob. Lift your voices in song and beat the drum. The lyre is sweet with the lute. Blast the ram's horn on the new moon when the moon starts to wax for our festival day. For it is an ordinance in Israel, a rule of the God of Jacob, a decree he declared it for Israel when he sallied forth against Egypt's land, a language I knew not, I heard. I delivered his shoulder from the burden. His palms were loosed from the hod. From the straits you called and I set you free. I answered you from thunder's hiding place. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, that I may adjure you. Israel, if you would but hear me, there shall be among you no foreign god, and you shall not bow to an alien god. I am the Lord your God, who brings you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, that I may fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel wanted nothing of me. And I let them follow their heart's willfulness. They went by their own counsels. If my people would but heed me, if Israel would go in my ways, in a moment I would humble their enemies, and against their foes I would turn my hand. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him, and their time of doom would be everlasting. And I would feed him the finest wheat, and from the rock I would sate him with honey. It would be hard to rhyme and meter Meribah. I mean, it would be. <laughs> it, it would be. It would so be. I guess I guess we're probably not going to sing the altar version of that. Well, song. you know, he has a few, I guess, turns of phrase a little different than I was reading in, in some of our other translations. Um, you know, particularly his pictures of the deliverance from uh, the Egyptian bondage. You know, when you go back to like verse 6 and verse 7, I delivered his shoulder from the burden. His palms were loosed from the hod. Hod. I don't even know what a hod is. I'm guessing it must be a basket since that's what we read in all these other translations. Must be. Using my context clues there. (laughs) (laughs) And sallied forth. Sallied forth. What a picture that is. Yeah. And again, I'm not exactly sure what a sally is, but it's certainly forward motion. Well, to sally forth is the idea. I think typically that's used of cavalry. Maybe okay. infantry, but I think it's okay. typically used of cavalry as they're sallying forth in battle. Okay. So what a picture there. That is. I did pick up that at the end, instead of satisfying us, it's sating yes. us. 
which that's an archaic term. But a good one, though. But it's good. I appreciate it. Here, we've talked about God saying, hear, 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 listen. You need to heed. You need to do what I'm telling you. What happens when we don't? And that's one of the things that this psalm brings out. He says, oh, if my people would just listen. God is pulling out all the stops here, Andrew. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, it's almost God begging and pleading with these people, listen to me. Well, in the, Listen to me. In the early going of the psalm, he reminds them about how he delivered them from the Egyptian bondage. It was like they, they were hearing him there for a while, but then they stopped. Uh, and, you know, when you get to verse 13 and verse 14, he talks about, I let them follow their heart's willfulness. They went by their own counsels. Mm. Oh, they were listening. They were listening to themselves. Yeah. They were listening to the the idols or the cultures around them. That's who they heard. And that's the thing. That verse 12, I gave them up to their own counsels. I gave them up to their stubborn hearts. Mm-hmm. Here is God, again, pulling out all the stops. He delivered them. He directed them. He saved them and guided them. He brought them out of Egypt and brought them into the promised land. He gave them food to eat. Even as he was punishing them in the wilderness, he kept their clothes from wearing out. Even yeah. as he was punishing them in the the wilderness. He brought up an entire nation, even while he was casting down an entire nation, he replaces them so that it's a, this full nation of people that are coming into the land. And then he gives them the land and he gives them victory every step of the way as they are obeying him. This is what God has done. And now he lays it out before them. Just, just listen to me. If you had just listened to me. And what we find in the Psalm is it's not listen to me because I have to be in control. It's not listen to me because things have to be done my way or I'm going to pick up my toys and go home. It's listen to me because I love you. Mm. I will protect you. I'm going to give you what's good. I will give you good things. I will give you life. But what does Israel do again and again and again? Yes, they would not heed him. Verse 14. Yeah. They would not do it. No. And so he says, all right, all right. So I gave them up to their own counsels. I gave them up to their own stubborn hearts. Brother, there's a picture that has been in so many of these Ace of Psalms that I, actually I don't see just being uh, uh, formally presented in this one. Right. And that's the word shepherd or, you know, sheep of the pasture. Right. That has been a feature of all of these Psalms. Well, for the past four, yeah. certainly. And in here, uh, it's it's not explicitly stated, and yet it, it sure seems like there's some of these shepherd themes. I think there is. I think that's important, especially in this place where he talks about his voice. And if you would just listen to my voice, verse 11, but my people did not listen to my voice. Mm. Maybe it's because we've had the shepherd theme for the last four Psalms that prompts me to think this. When I hear this statement, I cannot help but think of John 10, where Jesus talks about, I am the good shepherd. And what that means is, my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. They hear my voice. Mm-hmm. They heed my voice. While we do not have a shepherd mentioned directly in this psalm, and while the people are not called sheep, I believe we have the picture here still. And the problem is these folks are not following the Lord as their shepherd. They don't hear his voice. They don't know his voice. They don't follow his voice. And what he does is he gives them up to bad shepherds, and those bad shepherds happen to be themselves. 
Yeah, so let's drill down on that just a minute. Okay. Okay, so like over in John 10 and verse 4, uh, talking about, well, I'm going to read in verse 2. He said, He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And I don't want to mix metaphors, I guess, and mix parables, but it, it does kind of seem like that this this flock of Israel is willing to give credence to some other voices. Strange foreign voices? Yeah, the strange foreign voices, the strange like, foreign council. Like strange gods and foreign gods? Yes, yes. Interesting. That they ought to be fleeing from those things, but they don't. Yeah, so the ESV actually says that, strange god, okay. foreign god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foreign voices, these, these wrong voices. However, ultimately, when they are listening to those strange and foreign voices, who are they really following? Just themselves. Yeah. Just themselves, because yeah. those, those gods aren't real. These, when, they, when they hear the voices of these gods, they're, it's, it's, they're just following what they want to do. They will pile up for themselves gods that will let them behave the way they want to behave. Kind of like people can pile up teachers for themselves who will tickle their ears. Who will scratch their itching ears. Yeah. Here's what's shocking. God, again, is pulling out all the stops to call Israel to himself. He's practically on his knees begging and pleading, not because of codependency, not because he somehow needs the relationship and just can't handle it if they're not in relationship with him. It's because he knows what they're going to experience. This his, his own sheep, his own people, he knows what they're going to experience if they won't listen to him. He's calling to them. He is begging. He is pleading. But because they continue to push back, he says, okay, I finally give him up. There's a fantastic picture in Zechariah chapter 11. And by fantastic, I don't mean it's wonderful and great. I mean, it, it fantastically pictures this, even though it's an awful picture. God calls Zechariah to go be the shepherd of the flock doomed to slaughter. Mm. Basically, the idea was there was the community flock where all the sheep that were going to be slaughtered, whether for sacrifice or for food or for whatever reason, would get pulled out of the flocks, and they had people that were over that flock. And the guys who were shepherding that flock, obviously they don't care about the sheep because they know they're all just going to die. Hmm. They're not taking care of the sheep. They're not helping the sheep. These these are all just doomed for slaughter. And so Zechariah comes in. He replaces the the shepherds over that, demonstrating that he's going to be different. He's, hmm. he's going to do something different with this with this flock. But what it says is they detested him. And so he became impatient with them, and he just gives up on shepherding them. Who who, who detests the flock? The sheep. The sheep, the detest sheep detests the, the shepherd. shepherd. Okay. And so you, you get that picture. If sheep are detesting a shepherd, it's very different than the John 10 picture. Right. They're not listening to the voice. They are wandering off. They're not going to the still waters where the shepherd's trying to lead them as he's trying to bless them and help them. They're not doing it. They detest him. And what next happens is God says, okay, now go... Go take up the equipment of a foolish shepherd, because mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to raise up for these people. I'm going to raise up a foolish shepherd. And then he talks about judgment coming upon that shepherd and upon the flock. Here's this picture. The picture is, I am giving you a good shepherd 
follow the good shepherd. But if you detest the good shepherd, I'll raise up a bad shepherd and you'll all get judged. Mm. You'll all get doomed to Mm. slaughter. Mm. And that's the picture here in Psalm 81. He says, I'm calling to you. I'm crying to you. I'm Mm. pleading, please follow. We've had four Psalms that talk about God being the shepherd and now they're not listening to his voice. They won't follow him. And what he says is, I'll give you up. Mm-hmm. I'll give you, if you're not going to follow me, you know, don't think that just because this is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Don't think that just because my name is in this city, don't think that just because I delivered you and your nation centuries ago, that if you're going to go follow other gods, that then I'm just still going to protect and preserve. He says, I'm going to give you up to your stubborn counsels. And of course, that's why there's enemies among them. Yeah. So there's dangers about that, about not listening to the Lord's voice, not being obedient to the Lord's voice. And then what comes next? In the Zechariah prophecy, it's a picture of a a foolish shepherd, a bad shepherd that's going to come and wreck them. Um, You know, there's a similar warning in Thessalonians, as Mm -hmm. I recall, that for even Christ's new covenant people today, that if we're not uh, hearing his word and loving his truth, uh, the Lord would replace that. In Second Thessalonians 2, verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deceptions for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The, the point is, is that if I won't love and believe the truth, God will let me believe a lie. Mm-hmm. And if I keep turning away from his truth, he will eventually even send me reasons to believe the lie. He will let me go down that path and he will eventually push me down that path. I know we don't like to think about that with God, but what we need to understand, and this is the point that I always get back to on this, it is never easier than today to turn to the Lord. Mm, I get it. I'm, I'm not saying that if you stay in sin for the next five years, you can't turn to the Lord then. You might be able to. I'm just telling you, it won't be as easy as it is today. Mm-hmm. The more you go on that path away from God, the more he will let you go down that, and the harder it will be to come back. Turn to the Lord now, if my people would but heed my voice, he says. Mm-hmm. I think we need to remember that. I think we need to pray about that. Holy God, help us to love your truth. If we are the ones who do not love your truth and are not obeying your gospel, if we are the ones who are enamored with a lie, please make it painfully obvious to us. Let us see it and know it so that we can be set free by your truth. Lord God, we love truth. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.